0: Would you like to bring greater value to your relationship and be more motivated daily to create fun and exciting memories?
1: In this episode, you will learn about a tool you can utilize to open the doors to difficult conversations with your spouse or fiance. Our special guest, Diana Indries, has created a game and an app that offers ways for you and your partner to maintain quality communication daily and helps you grow your relationship. You're listening to The Ring, The Bling, and All The Things Podcast. I'm Christina Stubblefield, one of your hosts, along with my two good friends, Michael Gaddy and Sharon Rumsey. We are here to get you from down on one knee, down the aisle, and into happily ever after. Our informative episodes deliver valuable tips, trends, ideas, and advice covering everything from you saying yes to the I do's and all that happens in between and after. Now, let's get started with this episode. Mike, I am so excited about our next guest. I think I've gotten my ducks in a row and we're ready to go with this episode now. I met Diana and was connected with her through a podcast website. And her topic is a very popular one. So I would like to introduce our guest to Diana Indries. Diana, thank you so much for being with us. I really appreciate you taking time to join us.
2: Thank you guys for having me on your podcast. I'm very excited to be here and I'm looking forward to talk some more about communication as I'm super passionate about it.
1: (laughs) Will you tell just our audience a little bit about you before we hop right into the topic?
2: yes. So, uh, as you mentioned, you know, I'm Diana, and I own a company called, a platform actually called Better Topics, through which I'm uh, help, I'm trying to help couples have better communication and also still have a lot of fun whilst they're doing it. Um, other than that, I am physically based in the UK.
1: Well, and thank goodness for technology that allows us yes. to record with people from all over. Mike, it seems like almost every episode, somehow communication gets brought up. Every time. And when I saw Diana's information, I knew that this not only would be a hot topic, but Diana just said that she wants to help people. And, you know, everything we do is about education and getting information to people so they can make decisions and have tools to utilize going forward in their relationship. And I think... What we're going to talk about in strengthening relationships, I really think that it's great that Diana is doing something like this.
0: Yeah, and I do too. And I tell you what, this is not just for our newly couples, but for our older couples too. You know, mom and dads can really get a benefit out of this. So I'm excited myself.
1: Yes. So, okay. I'm going to put you on the spot, Diana. What is one of the top tips that you would give from the communication standpoint Or an engaged couple?
2: Um, The very first one would be, if they haven't uh, done any so far, they should start doing now, is learn more about different personality types and also the love languages. So if people would be more aware of the different personality types out there, what type of personality they have, and what type of personality their partner has, they will know exactly how to communicate effectively with them, you know, as in getting their idea across and also accepted by their partner or even just negotiate on on ideas.
1: (laughs) There's so much in that sentence, Mike. You're chuckling too because she's hit on...
0: I don't even know what... First question to ask, because <laughs> um, this is based off of a card game that you have come up with, correct? Yes. Okay, so explain to us what procedures we need to do and what we need to expect when, you, when we're doing this. This is a one-on-one game for couples.
2: Yes, so the card game um, is directed to couples. Now, as you very nicely said, you know, it's for newer couples as well, but also for more mature ones too. I mean, the feedback has been amazing from both sides of the spectrum. Also, a lot of couple therapists love the game all over the world, because although many of them have been in the field for so long, they've never thought of making this type of game and also make it fun. So basically, alongside of helping couples with that communication because you know we've created these specific questions that are repeatable the first in, in the first place and also we've i mean we've spent a lot of time you know creating the questions in order to make them askable in a way that they are not judgmental in any way and they don't come across as um, accusatory in any way you know because what we want is to help couples actually discuss things instead of blaming each other or anything like that.
1: And I know you had so much packed in that sentence that you first said that, Mike, I know the direction you were going with that was in that sentence that she said in the beginning, I think there's so many times there's so much more to a relationship. There's so much more to each person in the relationship. Being able to dive deeper and learn more about somebody, you're making that connection so much stronger. And you're really setting yourself up for a successful marriage.
0: Well, what I like about this too, and, I, and I'll and i be honest with you, I have not heard of this until today, so I'm excited that you're here. But what is so important to this is, you know, sometimes the couple, and I'm just going to say it, sometimes this couple, they get too hung up on the marriage and the party. And I say marriage, and I mean the, the vows and, and, you know, walking down the aisle. I think if you start with something like this, before you're even married, and that will help you communicate with each other. And I think it'll help you grow in the future after you are married.
1: Well, and one thing that Diana even says, it's about deeper conversations. It is about, like, if everything was just roses and there were no humps along the way, let's be honest, life happens. It does. And I'm not going to sit here and necessarily give examples, but... There are trials and tribulations that can involve other family members, not even anything with your own relationship with your spouse or your soon-to-be spouse. And it all comes back to that communication. It comes back to how what you know about each other and how you all connect together to get through whatever comes up. And Diana, I really like when you talked about the information you shared with us about those deeper connections, those deeper
2: conversations. Yes. Now I don't want to scare people off into them thinking that, uh, you know, this will be like a, um, tedious shrink type of session where they have to talk about their feelings, you know, throughout the game. It's not like that. It has some deeper questions, but it also has some lighter ones as well, you know, because, um, Again, we put a big emphasis on the fun of it because usually as people, you know, even as individuals, the more fun we have doing something, the more we're likely to do it for longer and, you know, multiple times as well. So basically we want to help couples and encourage them to have those important discussions, not just once, you know, it's not just a one-off conversation. We talked about this. We're not going to revisit this in 30 years. You know, it's about, keep having the important discussions and keeping them in the relationship. Because what I found from working with many couples is that this is what actually leads to most of the breakup uh, reasons. I mean, very rarely is just a one-off episode that happened. And then, you know, the couple ends up in in divorce or breaking up. Most times um, it will be the small things that add up over the years But those small things can be sorted if they actually have the conversations around those. So, so
1: vital. I think, you know, back, and I'm sure it's still the same way now, you know, a lot of times, or maybe every time you get married and you're Catholic, you have to go through a set, I don't want to call it counseling, I don't want to call it classes. It
0: is kind of like that, though. Yeah, you know, it is. And it's not only Catholics because I'm a Christian and 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 we had to do the exact same thing before we were married.
1: Well, and I, I'll come out and say it. You know, the first time I was married, um, it was a Catholic wedding. And I can remember it's the last thing I wanted to do. I wanted to get all into the planning and all of that stuff. But guess what? You can't walk down the aisle if you do not do that. And I think when you start to mention about counseling or therapist or anything there is such a not negative a stigma to it. Thank you. Stigma, that's the word I was looking for. Not negative energy, but a stigma where something like this can be fun, something you can do in your own home.
0: Well, I think it's great because you know, I mean, I've been married almost 35 years and sometimes I wish I had a card game to pull out to play with Pam. Because I tell you what, sometimes when we get into arguments or disagreements, you know what we do? She, we is, don't, a,
1: she is a saint. We, we do, don't get into arguments.
0: <laughs> we do not. We don't argue. But you know what we do? We shut down and we don't talk. And I don't think that's, that's good either. And I think that's yeah. worse than just blowing up and getting it out of your system. So back to what you were saying just a minute ago, though, because every you could do this same thing every week and your answers or your questions could be different, Correct. I mean so you the questions
2: sit, will be the same because the questions But the are in answers will be different. But the answers will, will be different, yes.
1: And uh, you if you sit and think about this, it it is a very adaptable way. And she did mention card game, but they also have a mobile version as well. It is a very adaptable piece that you can have in your life. It's with the times that if you don't want to do a card game, you want to do more mobile, you're coming back to the core item that you're working on, which is part of the foundation of your relationship, communication.
2: I strongly suggest everyone to use this at least once because especially when you're in the dating phase and leading up to the wedding, whether you've been for a few years together or just a few months in my case, um there will be many questions that you won't even think about because first of all you'll be excited about the wedding planning you'll be you know pulled to the left and the right about (laughs) by everyone who wants to be involved and maybe help or i don't know just you know be involved with that and there will be many things that you won't even think of having to ask until it's maybe too late you know i've seen many couples where you know, once they've played it, they're like, well, now it makes sense. But I wish I would have known this years ago, you know. Um, Absolutely. So, for example, in my case, with my husband, Robert, we got married very fast. I mean, very soon after we've met, like in two months after we've been together, he proposed. And four months later, we had our wedding. And it's almost four years since that wedding. Um, and one of the main, main reasons why we hit it off so well from the very beginning was because we asked each other all the important questions from the very beginning. And um, he actually told me after he proposed that he was sure that he's going to marry me in the second week that we've been together. He already knew. He just waited slightly longer because he was testing his theory. And also because my birthday was coming up, so he actually wanted to do it as a surprise for my birthday. So I mean, communication is, is crucial. And again, since then, we actually, we just talked about this the other night. We actually had only two arguments that were like real arguments. And both of them were before the wedding and related to the wedding.
0: I'll be done. Wow.
1: Okay, so let's go back to some tips. People aren't, they're, they don't feel comfortable taking any step yet. What are some tips that you suggest in regards to communication? Um, like you said, you you all ask each other all the right questions. What are some things that you suggest to couples that are listening to where they can really start with this?
2: So, first of all, obviously, they have to decide how comfortable they are with sharing, first of all. You know, that's that's the main thing. Because... You know, maybe one of the partners is very comfortable in asking very deep questions, but the other might not be so interested in sharing as much and they might not be be used to it simply. Um, Again, in my case, that was my case, actually. You know, most people think that women are the ones that are ready to talk about their feelings all the time and men are the ones that kind of tend to shut down. Actually, in our relationship, it was the other way around. My husband was the one very ready to talk about things from the very beginning, very openly and I was the one quite reticent, you know, and I was like, I'm I'm not very comfortable in sharing everything, everything, you know, like all the deepest things and everything. So I actually had to work on that myself. So, you know, first of all, they have to get clear on what they want as individuals. I think this is the very first step and the most important one. And once they have that as, as a sort of guidance and blueprint, they can sit down with their partner and actually have discussions around the, those things. You know, again, if they they don't know exactly what to ask or how to ask it, even they can get the game, and the game will do that for them, and it will even spark maybe new ideas and things to ask about. But first of all, I would um, suggest people to get clear what they want, and second, see where their partner is at about those same things. Do they share the same values? You know, do they think similarly about the important things in life, you know? It doesn't really matter what type of culture or religion you're coming from, but if family values are important for both, it is very likely that this is going to work well in the future, you know? Again, my example with my husband, we are actually from different religions, both of us, you know? And one of the arguments we had before our wedding was about the church we were going to be married in because i definitely wanted a certain church although we're not very religious you know we're not really going to church that much we are spiritual though you know and we we share many of the same values as most um, religious people do but you know i definitely wanted a specific church and he wasn't really keen on any church to be honest you know and then other people helping us with the um Organization of the wedding were involved that no, we should get married into this church and the other church and whatever, especially because logistically it would have made sense because we had to travel like hours to basically comply with some traditions. They had to come to my parents' house, which was an hour away, and then an hour away back to the church, and then again another hour's travel to the actual restaurant where the party was. So, because of logistics, another church would have made a lot more sense. But I was definitely set on this one specific one. Again, once we talked about it and I explained to him why, you know, that church is important to me specifically, he understood and he agreed to it. And most importantly, he was on my side and he defended me every time everyone else tried to change our minds about it. So, you know... Once you understand your partner, you can actually support them in their ideas because you understand where they are coming from and why they have certain beliefs, why they feel in a certain way about things. One thing,
1: Mike, that I think of when I just listen to her talk about that is listening. There's so much involved with listening to your partner. You know, sometimes I don't let Josh get too many words in <laughs> <laughs> and you know, in, in business, we talk about the power of listening. You, you can learn a lot. What information should you put out there to your audience and things like that. But in a relationship, you can learn a lot about your other, your significant other. But also, it probably helps with communication as well when you're actually letting the person explain how they feel, where they're coming from, instead of assuming or thinking one thing, and I know we're circling back around to communication, but I think a lot of times, and it's something that I'm not always the best at, if I'm being honest, listening to your partner is, is crucial.
0: Well, I know we're talking about listening and communication and all that, but tell me this, Diana, if if I'm sitting down with a couple, which I usually sit down with mm, 10 to 15 couples a week, how and what wording should I use to promote what you've got going on here? You know what I mean. How can I? How can I say you need to get involved with this? And- I know
1: what you're. I know what you're saying because you know that this is a helpful tool, exactly. And you also probably witness them maybe kind of not being on the same page over their florals, um, or their or decor, other things, or other things. And how could you kind of just segue in? How
0: could I promote this for them to say, hey, you know what? I think you ought to look into this. What What should I do? What should I you're say? You're asking
1: about to not offend them. Exactly. Not to, not to be like, hey, you, you need help with communication. You need to get this. Like, I know what you're saying. Get yeah. Diana, give it to him.
2: <laughs> so basically, you could use the angle of a game together. And from the same point of view, how you know in... Team buildings in companies. Many times mm. they send them off to do fun yes. things together because that brings the group together and uh, the bo- strengthens the bond. It's basically the same thing with couples as well. You know, you can say something along the lines of, "Guys, look, I see. You know, you you kind of communicate with each other. You know, you have your connection. All is nice and well, but you can strengthen that to a deeper level. You know, make it even greater." Start off the marriage basically with a more, um not bigger bond, but like a, a bigger connection, you know, with each other. And you can do it in a fun way with this game. You know, because it is a game at the end of the day. It brings the fun in the relationship at the end of the day. And it also helps with those important topics of the relationship itself.
1: You know, Mike, I, I like where you're going with this is because it- When you're having a vendor meeting with a couple, you're seeing a glimpse of maybe a breakdown in communication, maybe a non-listening, and to be able to say, hey, you're all engaged. Have you all heard about this great new game that's available? That's what I'm getting at. Something like that. And I see where you're going because... Just speaking up, just offering it, just being like, you know, because it really is kind of like an education piece. It's a tool to use in your relationship. You technically could be helping provide a stepping stone in their marriage.
0: Well, sometimes when the couples come in, I mean, believe this or not, I have a lot more grooms over the last few years come in and join the bride and the mother which there for many, many years, I didn't see that. I was just seeing the mom and the the bride. But, I mean, just like yesterday, I met with eight couples, and every groom was there. But, really? Yes. That's awesome. I know. But the thing about it is, this is the deal. Half the time, the the groom will take charge, and the bride says nothing. Or... The bride says everything and looks at him and says, Is this okay? And he's like, Whatever you want. But I mean, I feel like <laughs> that's communication. And I I don't feel like a a, a couple should start out not communicating. You well, know, what I mean, and I mean I feel like it's if, if it's not communicating that early before they're married, it's not gonna work. And I hate to say it and I shouldn't say this, but I mean But you're going to. But I'm going to. <laughs> But I mean, I have seen many couples that doesn't last, you know, and the bride comes back to me and I've done their second and third wedding. Maybe it's me. I'm not real sure, but
1: no, I'm going to say it's not your flowers,
0: but I tell you what, I mean, it's just that it's so important about the communication. And I think this is a one major key that could help couples, especially young couples.
1: Diana, one of the other things that I'd like to touch on, Mike, those are really great points. But one thing we haven't talked about, we live in a a completely different world now than when we were these younger couples getting married when we were their age. Um, Texting, social media. I have witnessed since um, things have opened back up and people are out to eat more and things like that. Josh and I have sat, and I cannot believe the tables. I've actually seen people texting each other at the same table. It is a, it's is a—it's obvious they are texting each other and they're sitting across from each other. And Diana, I think a tool like this, like like I need to tell her how great her product is. I really don't. But <laughs> when we live in this digital age, and I am not one to knock social media, but I see my nieces, my nephews, my cousins, growing up, the face-to-face communication is not there. I can't even imagine a, a relationship like that. Josh and I both are more to talk on the phone than we are to text back and forth. Like there are times we need to text each other. But Diana, I'm sure you've seen and heard things from, I just think about these younger couples that, They're DMing each other on Instagram and, okay, you're married. You live in the same house. I mean, I would think we're back to communication. It it, it is a whole nother animal when you're married. So Diana, I'm sure you've heard some things about that.
2: Yes. So I personally am somewhat in between these type of generations. So I'm still from a generation where meeting someone face-to-face was very much key, you know, instead of just texting However, I am still like somewhat uh progressing towards texting more. Interestingly enough, during the day as well with my husband, although we both work from home. I know it sounds crazy, but what we are actively doing about it is that whenever my husband has some time and he does he's not on calls because if he's on calls nobody can sit around him, he's just, you know, too loud. <laughs> But if he's not on calls and he can just do work on his laptop, he will literally take his laptop and come downstairs and just spend some time here with me, you know? In the same room. Maybe Mm -hmm. maybe talk with each other as well, you know, in the meantime, or, you know, me bothering him from his task, you know, (laughs) whatever (laughs) it is, we are here. Because another side of communication, other than the words and the questions we're using and the answers we're giving, a big side of that is the non-verbal communication, you know? So whenever you talk to someone, if it's on the phone, you cannot always grasp exactly the feeling they had behind what they said. Whereas if you see them, you see their face, you see their gestures, you see whether they are honest, you see whether they're... And you can sense this as well many times through speaking, but mostly if you see the person, even if you cannot exactly pinpoint what it is you can tell if there's something wrong when someone tells you something and whether you should trust that 100% or not really you know and I think that all these elements together make a good communication there isn't just one type or one I mean I cannot just sit here and say oh you should just talk more and you know whether you talk on the phone or in real life it's actually all of them together you know that actually lead to good communication Now, I understand that there are people who cannot really express themselves uh, face to face as well. You know, they cannot really express their feelings as well, mainly because they haven't been taught how. And again, I come from a family where we don't necessarily tell each other that we love each other, you know, with my parents and with my brother and stuff, but we definitely show it to each other, you know, by Even, you know, uh, cooking a great meal for one another or seeing each other every so often or helping each other out with things around the house. Um, So we do still feel loved, although we don't share it necessarily in words. And again, if someone else's love language is different, then they might not feel loved at all. But, you know, all of these things um, can be solved with actual communication, you know. And if the communication has all its elements there, so the two partners willing to discuss um, a bit of fun as well. Why not? Because, you know, the communication and the things we do with our partners doesn't have to be tedious. You know, it can still be fun. The communication doesn't have to be sober and very, uh, you know, serious. It can also be lighter. You know, communication is done. Even if we talk about our favorite food, for example, you know, it doesn't have to be always that serious one. Um But still, even that small thing actually can help us understand our partner better. Because um, what I think is most important about it is that if we don't ask, we will never know exactly what's happening. And how you very nicely said earlier, don't assume. Because whether you've been with your partner for a day, a week, or 30, 40 years, never assume that you exactly know what's in their mind and their head and how they feel about certain things unless you ask, you know? And, um, again, I come from a family where my mom is very strong character, very, you know, social. And my dad is the laid back one. And many times I've seen her taking decisions for both of them and not even asking my dad, because she would say like, you know, (laughs) I know he will anyway agree to this. And many times I ask her, I don't know if he's actually happy with your decision or he's not willing to put in the effort to fight you for it. You know, like (laughs) I don't know which one it is out of the two. So with my husband, I actually had to consciously train myself to ask him about things, you know, because I would just, especially because I've been alone for so many years, you know, I would decide something, I would just do it. So with my husband, I actually had to, it wasn't a big effort, but still it was a some effort on my side where i had to sit back and actually ask him like by the way i want to do this what do you think you know like i want us to go there what do you think do you want to come do you not want to come although i knew his schedule i still ask him like do you actually want to come do you actually want to go there do you want to actually meet those people or you would just rather stay home like that's an option as well let's discuss i love that again don't assume and um make sure that you actually talk with your partner because if you don't talk with your partner, who's basically your closest teammate there is, then who are you going to talk to? You know, What's the point in going out and talking with your friends who cannot really help you in your relationship, maybe with just some advice that might or might not be suitable to your circumstance? You know? If you don't talk with your own partner, who you're going to trust then, if not the person that chooses to be with you? Like family, they, they are family. They cannot really say they had a the choice in it. But your partner is someone who is, you know, this new person that comes into your life and chooses consciously to be with you day in, day out. So if you don't keep in touch with them, if you don't make sure the communication with your partner is on point, then with who, you know?
1: Oh, my goodness. First of all, I got three things I want to talk about with what she just said. Number one, how many times do we think about the importance of... Your partner chose to be with you. And what if we reminded ourselves of that every week, every day? Like, there are times that I feel like, I know I probably take that for granted. No, I do take that for granted. And it's not something I intentionally do. Maybe it's just not. But that when she said that, that struck me that My partner chose, I don't know why, but he (laughs) chose to be with me. And that is a higher wording than the word respect, in my opinion. I agree. And what you say about turning to friends or turning to this person, you are then not turning to the one person that chose to spend their life with you. And I got to be honest, when, you know— Josh and I were were older when we got married, even though we went to school together. We grew up three houses down from each other. He hadn't lived with someone for quite a while. He made his own decisions, and she made a very valid point. Kind of so would I. And you're taking those two worlds and putting them together, and what how she just said it about, like, I want to go and do this. Would you like to come with? But if you don't want to, completely understand. Just that respect issue of asking of your partner. It's amazing how it circles right back around to communication.
0: Well, it does. You're exactly right. And, and, and actually, I've had a little lesson here myself because very seldom. I mean, we do. Don't get me wrong. I mean, we've done something right to be together as long as we have. But, well, that's
1: because she's a saint. Sharon's oh. not here, so I'm going to say <laughs> that. She is a saint.
0: But I tell you what, uh, you know, you know, we we will make plans. She'll make plans and I'll just do it. I'll make plans. She'll just do it. You know, the thing about it is if we communicate and we're not happy about it, okay, yes, we'll do that because you've made plans to do it, but we've never carried on a conversation about it. And that's really made me stop and think, hey, Pam, do you want to go have dinner with these people, or do you want to go over to my mom's, or do I want to go to her mom's, or whatever? Do you
1: normally say? Now we're not normally doing a therapy session, but do normally you normally we don't? But do you go and be like Pam? We're at seven o'clock. We're going over to so and so's to have dinner.
0: Yes, Michael. And but she does the same thing to me. And, and I'm not kidding. I just, sitting here listening to Diana, it was like—
1: I say that because know I know I've done it to Josh, too. That's yeah. why I said that to you. I've been like, um, they're grilling out at 7 o'clock. Um, we're going to ride up there. And, and,
0: and it, cause, it causes friction. And because it's not—there's no communication there.
1: And Josh usually doesn't say anything about it. But the non-spoken words that she mentioned earlier— that could build up. That could turn into something else that's yes. not needed. Yes. And oh my goodness,
0: Diane, thank you so much because I tell <laughs> I tell you that's that's that you just woke me up today. I guess I need to text my wife and tell her I love her. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but what she said about nonverbal communication—I mean, we could talk about this for hours. You have people that are couples that are working from home together two completely separate ends of the house and what she just mentioned about her husband coming in with the laptop at least they're in the same room yes they have work to conduct but it's that that respect thing that hey I do want to spend time with you yes I still have to work Don't you don't talk a lot about (laughs) this is going to sound silly you don't talk a lot about non-verbal communication and we've some years under our belt, and for us to be sitting here saying this, what about these younger couples, and like she mentioned, what if you knew some of this at the beginning?
0: At the beginning and not wait till the end, yeah, or in the middle.
1: Uh, Diana, this has been incredible. Like This has been an absolute fabulous conversation, and I got to be honest, I am really excited to hear feedback we get from people. About just some of the questions, the things we post, how we've opened up, and Diana has too, about our own relationships. Like, we are all human, and we can all be vulnerable. Um, Life is not this just amazing painted picture, and if it is for you, awesome, great. But (laughs) there are ways to get through it, and the person you're probably going to turn to— is the one that has chose you. Yeah, that's and awesome. this is going to stay with me for probably the rest of my life, Diana. And I cannot wait to share with people what your mission is and what your product is and how it can be a tool not only for those that are engaged or just newly married, but like, Mike, you pointed out, you've been married for X number of years, for many years,
2: and this could be a tool for you all to use. Yeah. Yeah, one of the best feedbacks I still um, warmly think of today is from a couple who knows us, you know, they're friends with us, and they've been married for over 34 years now. And when we've launched Better Topics, because we've launched it with a Kickstarter campaign, they decided to back us on it because, you know, they know us, they like us and so on, but they were like, we don't really need it. You know, we've been married 34 years, we know everything about each other, the relationship is going well. And I was like, well, you know, thank you for backing us. But once you get the game, would you mind us playing it? Because I kind of need some feedback on it. You know, even even if it's just about the uh, quality of the cards, maybe, or anything that you can. Because obviously, I look at this game with, like, parents' eyes. Because I've created this game together with my husband. So it's basically our first baby. <laughs> but, you know, I wanted some <laughs> objective uh, opinions on it as well. You all have done um, pretty good and then. then. Like,
1: sorry. You've done pretty good for this to be your first baby.
2: and um, you know they actually came back to me with amazing feedback about the game and they also said that you know listen we've been married for 30 odd years now and you know the communication is good like we're talking about things however this game still rose some very interesting questions and actually helped us look at things from a very different perspective and ask each other questions that we wouldn't normally ask So for example, one of my favorite, favorite questions is, when did you need me most last week? And I wasn't there, you know, and the sister of this question is when did you need me least? And so when did you wanted me to give you more space last week? And I haven't. And even just these two simple questions together make such a massive difference, you know, because are you following this, Mike?
1: I am. Okay. Okay. Uh, You're just, you've got this look on your face. Like it's resonating is what you're saying is without words. I one of
0: these card games.
1: (laughs) But those two simple questions, like she just said, if they're not willing to just tell you and they need to be asked so you get their feedback, you
2: can be a better partner in life. Yes. And, you know, the more often you ask these questions, the uh, after a while you can see a pattern when what type of situations are the ones where your partner needs more support and you don't usually are there to support them, you know? And as you recognize those patterns, you can be there in the future for your partner when similar situations arise and equally when they need more space, you know? So I think even just these two questions are so powerful in improving things in a relationship even just thinking about them you know even when you ask them and you think about yourself when did i need time and i haven't had any or when uh, when um you know my partner needed me most and i wasn't there as as they wanted me to be
1: i am sitting here thinking thinking how eye-opening every question and the answer could be as a nugget to better to have a better relationship, like when How I we hear can that,
0: improve ourselves for our relationship.
1: But you're not only just going to improve the relationship with your spouse or your significant other. You're probably going to implement it in other things. If you're a business owner with your friends, even though that this is geared towards your relationship, the tools that you learn along the way you tend to carry on. And I think about if Josh gave me that answer, I would take it to heart because I'm hearing him say, "I needed you blank when you weren't there." What? Like I didn't recognize there was a time that I could have been there for you and I wasn't. Wow! Like that. That is emotional. Yes. (laughs) And I think Diana too. Another thing is it would be really important to be very honest and open yes. with your answers
2: yes that's why we've actually focused very much on making it a game but before saying a bit more about that i just want to go back a bit and say that couples some couples actually use the game with their children's as well so there are some questions which are which are obviously very couple focused and obviously you can ask only your partner but the questions that made sense for them, they actually asked their children too. So they actually suggested for us to make a specific card game, you know, for a couple, for uh, parents and children, because they would very much love to use that because they already started using some of these questions with their children and the kids loved it as well, you know, because they've been asked certain things that they haven't been asked before, you know, and they felt uh, their parents pay more attention to what they feel and what's going on with them. Through these questions, um, so you know, going back to the honesty in the answers, yes. And one of the main reasons why we wanted to keep this a fun game is that when we play games generally, we tend to be more relaxed, and there is no pressure. You know, we don't feel like we're judged. We're just playing, and we are more, um, we are more likely to actually be honest in our answers and more, um, let's say, give better and Um, more specific answers rather than just a yes or no type of question. And again, we work so hard on the questions to formulate them in a way that, again, they are not judgy, they are not blameful in any way. And also, you cannot really give a yes or no answer to them. You know, you have to elaborate because that's what good communication is, not just yes or no. It's, okay, How? what actually happened? How did that make you feel? You know, how did you react to that? And things like this. Obviously, you can use the fun elements like cancel the question if you really don't want to answer it and it's too deep for you. Um, Or something that I actually suggested to a couple to do because um, the lady of the couple actually got back to me and said that her boyfriend is not willing to discuss things with her. And, you know, especially because they started off with the um, deeper questions. So what I suggested is for her to actually take out the deep questions or the ones she thinks that would be too difficult for her partner to answer. Put those aside, because there are so many questions, you can still play it, you know. If you remove some cards, it's still fine, there are plenty to play with. It won't ruin the game itself. Um, And then once he starts getting used to opening up, you know, to the lighter questions, getting into the habit of playing the game, then she can gradually reintroduce the more difficult ones. Basically increasing the difficulty, you know, of the game, in a way. Um, Also, with the main deck, we gave out six, what we call custom cards, so these are basically blank cards that the couples can use to either generate their own repeatable questions if we haven't thought of anything that they would like to repeatedly ask their partner, or maybe just to simply add their own rewards if they have some specific rewards that we haven't thought of, you know, and they would like to add to it. So basically they can tailor the game to suit their specific relationship because obviously each relationship is different.
1: Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my goodness. Like, so I want to circle back real quick. I like what she said, too, about not every relationship is the same. But I want to circle back around to what she mentioned about the kids. Like, you know, that's not necessarily what our podcast is about. But one thing I would like to add to that is going through a pandemic, I think, you know, a lot of kids are still struggling with you know, how everything kind of stopped and things like that. And I'm no expert in that field. But helping with the communication of that, how they're feeling where they're at, when she touched on that about being able to use some of those questions towards kids, I could see that being a very powerful tool. Definitely. Also, as you become new parents, and again, I don't have kids, so a little difficult for me to speak on. I could think utilizing something like this could help you establish good communication from the start, just like we've talked about from the start of your relationship. And this is, i not very often are we speechless.
0: I am speechless, honestly. <laughs> when
1: something is so impactful and you see the opportunities for how it can be helpful in re- helping with successful relationships and marriages. For me personally, why we do what we do is also to help people, help provide education, help provide tips, kind of help guide you to so you can get to what you want out of your wedding and your moving into marriage. So for something like this, that we can share with our audience, that this cannot not just impact one couple, many couples, but could also impact their other family members. But years to go in their relationships, yeah. and that, I mean, that this is a punch.
0: tool that they can use many, many, many years down the line. And I mean, really, this should be the first podcast episode on us that you could should listen to before we even get into the marriage. I mean, I think it's so important.
1: And we're saying the word tool, but I think we should better frame it as a game. This isn't going to school. This isn't taking a class. This isn't any of this, not going to a therapist. It's not going to an office to sit down and tell somebody everything, this, that, and the other. This is a game that you can embrace as a couple, which it is a tool to help you with better communication.
0: Well, I like how you said, Diana, that... It's by calling it a game, it's you're you're more comfortable and you're not forced to say something that you really don't want to say. And it's it's more of an, a fun atmosphere.
1: And you can, and, get, out and you can get out of a yeah, question exactly. if it is not you're not comfortable to, but I can see what she said about growing into or getting more comfortable as you go. And the stigma's gone because you've said it's it's a game. It's something for you to do together and embrace and that to me is very powerful
0: yeah this whole thing yeah. has been very powerful
2: diana and I alongside feel- the the actual communication and the knowledge that comes from that you know and the the plans and all of that we also have the rewards which again alongside you know couples having communication we also encourage them to do things together and these rewards are things that most couples can do you know we focused on the small daily things and the the, the things that everyone can do really, you know? So it, it is anything from a 20-minute foot massage, you know, for the winner of the game to maybe choosing a movie that they like, maybe to going to a restaurant that they like uh, or, you know, um, doing a surprise for them once a week or flowers or breakfast in bed or, you know, the small things that add up over time, you know, and actually improve the relationship. So instead of... Focusing on the bad things that keep happening that we don't like, we can focus on the positive ones that we do with great intentions to grow the relationship regularly instead of just waiting for the once a year, one-off type of surprise, which yes, they are still great. I'm not going to say no, but they are very (laughs) rare. Whereas a relationship is kept and grown by the small things that we do every day, not by those one-off surprises i <laughs> i just
0: i'm sitting here thinking about 100 things i need to do now
2: don't Send say flowers
0: almost. do card or something
2: but <laughs> the thing is you don't have to do all of them in one day you know you can space them out, and then <laughs> yeah, you <laughs> yeah. can you can batch pam, out will your know,
0: pam will know something's up what have you all who y'all been talking to <laughs> 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 what is going on oh
1: that that could be but I really like about that it it truly being a game and you getting rewards and also in those rewards, you're also going to learn more about your partner and wow, this is just, okay, Diana, I I know we could talk forever. I, I really am, I feel blessed and I think Mike does too, that we were able to connect, like honestly, like. I know it is so important about the people, the guests that we have on our podcast and the message that we share out there. And I really do think I could speak on behalf of Mike to think that we feel blessed that we can share this with our audience. Definitely. Because the impact that this can have, ears you can't even see into the future. Exactly. Yes. Yeah, so thank you so much. Yes. Before you go, I would like you to take just an opportunity. To share how can people connect with you. And of course, in the show notes and the social media that we put out in regards to this episode, we'll have all of that information. But just before we go, um, if you'll wrap it up by sharing more about it, how they can connect with you and all of that great stuff.
2: So, first of all, thank you guys so much for having me on on your podcast today. I actually had so much fun and I think it's one of the best podcasts I've been on so far. Oh, well, oh, awesome.
0: thank you. Yeah. <laughs>
2: Um, before I actually let people know where, uh, where can they find me, there are two things I want to say. And the first one is, is, is a sort of, let's say advice-ish. When they go through the preparation for the wedding, one thing to keep in mind is to ask themselves at each opportunity of, a, of an argument, would this actually count in the long run? Would this actually help the relationship? Because the wedding is just a milestone in the actual relationship. The wedding is one point and is not worth sacrificing everything just for that one night of party to be exact and perfect and the way you've dreamt it. Yes, I understand why well, no many people have this vision about it. I, I, I get it. But just keep in mind whether if it's that argument, that one thing that you really don't want to leave, is it worth it in the long run? Again, in my example, that one church was very important and i couldn't leave it but there were so many other elements into the wedding that i wasn't bothered about because i always thought that in the long run i don't really care in 10 years if i look at the pictures i won't care that element was there or wasn't there you know things like the i don't know the napkin colors let's say I didn't care of those because I knew nobody even cares about them. I never cared when I went to other weddings and I won't care in 10 years either. I would rather keep my sanity and my relationship intact. Um, that's perfect advice. That is, that that's, that's, that's amazing word right there.
0: That's, that is a
2: very powerful tip. I just wrote down a note yeah.
1: that we are going to highlight that specific clip on a social media, because the
2: way you said that is perfect. 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 Thank you so much. Um, And again, before I go, I just want to share a very big win for Better Topics. Um, And it is the England Prestige Awards for the most innovative gaming product of the year that Better Topics has won recently. And I am super proud of this award. I've posted about it on our Instagram I'm about to post about it on our blog as well. Um, right now, this award literally comes with me everywhere. I've been to the gym with it. I've been <laughs> to get my nails done with it. And it's funny because I have a small bag, so half of it pokes out anyway. So that's a really good conversation starter. You know, people keep asking me, like, what is that? Why do you carry it with you? Also, it's very heavy. You know, it's quite big and <laughs> very heavy. And people keep asking me, like, why do you carry that with you? And I'm like, you know what? Even if it breaks my arm, I'll still carry it because I'm so proud of it. And I want to show it off to everyone. (laughs)
0: Congratulations. (laughs) Congratulations.
2: Absolutely. Thank you. Um, And for those who want to find me, they can find me either at, um, you know, on our website, which is bettertopics.com. We have a form there that they can reach me through. Um, They can also find, uh, find us on all social media platforms. So we're on Instagram, Facebook. Twitter, LinkedIn, um, TikTok, literally any platform you think of, I'm definitely there already.
1: (laughs) Remembered Remembered almost all all of them. them. Yes, very good. Yes. Well, thank you so much. And we'll have linked to your social media, to your website, all included um, for people to get access to. And Diana, it means a lot, the time that you've taken, not only with me and Mike today, but what you have shared with our audience um, packs a punch, and I think in a great way.
2: Definitely. Thank you so much. Yep. Really appreciate you. Thank you as well. Thank you. and follow them. I have a feeling, Mike, there is
1: more to come Definitely. from this company, don't yes. you? Yes. I do believe a lot that. To come. I, yes. And. So thankful to have had the opportunity to connect with Diana. And so for all of our listeners out there, please go check out their website. And as always, we'd love to hear your feedback about this episode or any of the previous ones we've done. And if you like what you've heard, you know, Sharon's not here. We're thinking about her. She's here in spirit. But Mike, what is her favorite saying?
0: To give us a five, a glowing five-star review.
1: (laughs) On your favorite (laughs) podcast platform. So thank you for all of our listeners for tuning in. Diana, thank you again for joining us. And until next time, everyone, take care. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of The Ring, The Bling, and All the Things. If you like what you heard, make sure to hit the subscribe or follow button on your favorite podcast platform to get notified of upcoming episodes. You can also visit our website, ringblingallthethings.com, where you can join our email list and get notifications about new episodes and other information. You can also follow us on your favorite social media platforms.